Check out the Geek Therapy Forum, which combines the features of a traditional message board with the comment section of all our content. Join the discussion at forum.geektherapy.com. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. My name is Josue Cardona with Laura Taylor. Hey. Ali Matu. Hey, folks. And Lauren Keller. What up? So uh, first, uh, just a, a couple announcements. Uh, last week, I mentioned that we had a new blog. And so I have confirmed one new podcast, but I don't want to say what it is until it's like um, all said and done. But uh, there's at least one new podcast and I believe two more blogs after this, um, all from members of the community. So I'm, I'm super excited. I will, I will give more information as it is available. I'm working hard on that front. And remember, if you have an idea or if you have something that you want to talk about, you want a, a platform to to talk about stuff, um, I understand that it's not, it's, it's not as easy as uh, it sounds or as some people make it out to be to like start a website or or especially a podcast, you know, I'll, I'll help you out. Let's do something. Let's make let's make beautiful content together. All right. So today I want to talk about uh, stories of separation and reunification because that's something that's been in the news a lot. And I feel that in in fiction, at least. Okay. So for me, like I I definitely cry more with TV and movies than I do <laughs> in real life. My life hasn't been as bad. My point is that I think that we can really feel a lot of things from uh, from fiction in particular. Uh, that there seems to be some some disconnect here, right? Where where families are separated on the news and and people are justifying it in different reasons. I see a lot of dehumanizing going on, and whenever we start dehumanizing fellow humans, I think it's a, it's a slippery slope and it gets very dangerous. Uh, I'm assuming you all feel the same way. I'm sorry. What what did you say that you're asking us to respond to? That separating families is bad? <laughs> because yes, separating families, families is, bad. is bad. Pretty much the dehumanization aspect, right? Yes, is something absolutely. That I, that De- I've been dehumanization is is terrible and I agree with you. It's very slippery slope. In that once you start drawing lines in the sand about who counts as a person and who doesn't, it that's really messed up and perhaps you need to take some time out to do some self-reflection <laughs> and that's how bad sci-fi like not bad sci-fi as in bad storytelling but like just bad dark sci-fi starts like really yeah. you yeah. don't want to go there <laughs> yeah i mean yeah, that's um, how that's how real life history starts too yeah exactly you know you start calling a group of people you know rats or vermin or dogs and then all of a sudden, uh, people stop thinking that they deserve human rights because you've compared them to animals and inanimate objects, which, you know, humans are so well known for their great treatment of. Yeah, the dehumanization part is what what's really gotten me thinking about this. And I mean, we could talk about history all day and talk about the real stories, you know, that are that are coming out of this right now. But like in in classic geek therapy, let's let's look at media as a conversation starter. I want to look at stories that I think or at least that I'm I know that other people share the feeling of like just bawling their eyes out because they they feel so much for these characters and what they're going through. And many of them are going through things that are similar to what we're seeing in the news. You, you mentioned you mentioned like bad uh outcomes in, in sci fi. Uh Lauren and I recently did an episode of Headshots where we talked about the game Detroit Become Human. And it's about these androids and they look human and like people 
treat them like garbage. You know, there's even like very early on in the game, you see that the androids have to literally go into a compartment in the back of the bus. And then so when you see it, it's like all these people just piled into the back of a bus. It's like the world seems to just be okay with this type of thing. And and there's a TV show on, on AMC here in the States called Humans, which is all about that, which I love. I actually talked about a lot about it in that episode of Headshots too. And it's about a world full of androids where we have them doing so many things for us. And it's so scary. Like, bring on the robots. But I see, it's like so scary to see that. And I understand why eventually a lot of robots that we will have will look more human. I, I can I can follow that trajectory to why it makes things easier. But then it opens up all of these horrible situations where suddenly you're you're seeing something that isn't human, but looks human, feels human, and you're treating it like garbage. Like how far removed are you from treating actual people like garbage when sometimes you can't even tell the difference? And that bleeds into the X-Men stories and they are humans. They're just mutations of humans and they're treated like garbage and, and hated and feared. And it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a huge part of those stories. I think, I mean, it's, it's, it's odd to like have to bring that up all the time because I think that maybe, I don't know. I think the movies have done an okay job of it. And like when you read the comics, it's not something that's always there because there's a lot of action and other things going on. But the gifted core and the gifted is like, the gifted is all about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Legion to an extent before it it got super, super crazy, which is like episode two. (laughs) (laughs) You get one episode that's not crazy. Yeah. Well, it's like this one guy was like being treated horribly because he's a mutant. So, so again, like my, my theory is that with fictional stories, we can have conversations about difficult topics and I think we can like understand really difficult issues. So I'm uh, in our Slack, I mentioned a few different um, examples of stories that came to mind, but I'm curious what stories you guys brought to the table. Again, that show separation, maybe the struggle to find a family or to reunite with a, with a loved one. And then those scenes of reunification, right? And like, th- those are always happy scenes for the most part. And like one of my favorite movies is The Pianist, but that's like, I th- I'm almost certain it's based on a true story and it's actually during the Second World War and it's like, it's super sad and it's about this man separated from his family. You see that moment, you see him struggling to get back to his family. But that's, again, based on a true story. I want like the craziest out there fiction. I want to talk to me about magic, zombies, sci-fi, some stuff like that. Disney animated also most <laughs> most of everything we mentioned on the slack was like disney or animated kids movies and yeah. <laughs> i think but i Get think that's kid. something that's important because it pulls on kids heartstrings and they're like i don't want to lose my family kind of thing yeah. um and it teaches them lessons about families should be together <laughs> yeah or at least it shows like you know like when if, if you're looking at it from a child's eyes right like you don't want to be separated from your family right you know? it's like it's it's horrifying I mean, but, you know, as adults, we cry like crazy in those movies, too. We feel it. So actually, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll start with you, Lara. Uh, what what examples do you have? So pick, um, pick one and we'll go around. OK, I'll pick one. Um, <laughs> one of the things that uh, we were talking, just talking about child movies, um, Lilo and Stitch is one that pull, you, came to mind when you brought up in the Slack, uh, this concept. Yeah. And I think it's about, for me, it touches on a lot of things. I mean, it touches on Nani and Lilo pulling together because they lost their parents and trying to keep their family together 
um, social services gets involved. Yeah. And then there's Stitch, who's from another place and finds them as a family. It's the only family he has. And there's a bunch of scenes in there where they separate and get back together. And, you know, you cry when, when Cobra Bubbles decides to let them stay together as a family and he becomes part of the family. <laughs> that movie always gets me. All <laughs> Disney movies get me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about that Disney podcast in a while. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, Lauren, give me one example. Um, I'm going to give a video game example in yeah. the <laughs> uh, in the game Heavy Rain, there is a scene early on in which uh, one of the player characters is walking through a crowded mall looking for his missing son. And um, in so, like, like taking a step back, you're there. You go to the mall with your son. Yes, and you lose him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're talking to your wife, and then you like turn around, and you're like, "Where's my kid?" And there's which, a red <laughs> balloon that you're following. <laughs> yeah, which I'm sure everybody um, has uh, experienced from either the parent or the child side, where it's just like, "Goodbye, <laughs> I'm gonna go hide in this clothing rack in Mervyn's. What's up?" Um, <laughs> That's why they changed them from circular. <laughs> yep, it was smart, um, but. There, during that scene, you are controlling the the dad, and you're walking around, and there is a button prompt that says, you know, press X to call out for your son, and so you're like mashing the X button, and your character is yelling, Jason, 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 and um, honestly, it's kind of goofy at that point. Um, it it quickly becomes like, oh no, this is sort of terrible because a kid is missing, and then. Um, is dead, and uh, we but, don't know that until later. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't know that till later. So at the time, it's pretty funny, but later on in the game, um, you sort of recreate that scene, and you're looking for your other son. And in that one, um, the the I don't know who the voice actor is, but you can hear uh, his voice cracking as he's calling for his other son, and you can hear that emotion of like like legitimate fear of loss of uh, this isn't like oh you know are you hiding in the mall this is like I've already lost one kid and I'm terrified that I might lose another and I'll do literally anything to avoid that and how impactful that was yeah I thought I thought that was a cool example yeah yeah I'm glad you brought it up I mean if, if anyone's ever heard of the meme press x to Jason that's where it comes from yeah, I mean, you said it was funny at the beginning. I, don't, I didn't think it was funny. I, I thought it was uh, very <laughs> I, <I'm>, tense. <laughs> I laughed a lot, but but I was coming from a position of having played uh, Quantic Dream games before, and so already in the framework of kind of laughing at it. So that that's my own perspective there. It is like a serious topic. Uh, missing children is not yeah. not. And I think worth- I think the the game it's kind of messed up that scene because it, the, like Laura mentioned, there is that balloon right there is like you think you're you're going in the right direction, you think yeah. you're finding him, but then then like the crowd gets ridiculous. Oof, yeah, no, I oof. yeah, and, the, and not the, a fun they, scene to play. They have a, a scene later on with with that character where he's having like a nightmare basically, and he's walking through that same mall, but all of the people are still and sort of grayed out. And when you uh, brush up against them, they collapse to the ground, and it's this like really creepy and eerie scene that sort of adds to the the emotional impact of like how messed up 
this character is about losing his son and and his younger son being in, currently in danger and and how they all sort of feed into each other as um you know is true in real life nothing exists in a vacuum our past experiences affect how we feel in the moment and i think th- that there's multiple characters in that story but his story in particular is all about him trying to find his son right yeah yeah and the things he goes through to to do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous stuff, but at the same time, it's like, you know, so much desperation. And, well, I mean, that yeah. there's a good a good line to draw back to, you know, real life is like, what, what ridiculous hoops are we placing for parents to jump through to try and keep their kids safe? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> good metaphors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could, you know, paperwork is one thing. Chopping off your your finger is another thing. Um, I Most parents I know would be totally willing to do either of those to get their kids back. All of a sudden, heavy rain is is a fantastic metaphor for <laughs> for current events. Yeah. Wow. Oh, goodness. 2018. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> Big yikes. <laughs> Ali, uh, give us one uh, one example. Uh, there's so many. There's I so said many. one. I, I said know. one. We're going around. Yeah. Uh, the, the big one that, com- that comes to my mind is Star Trek Voyager. Uh, you could talk about the whole series and the, the premise of the se- series being this: um, these two crews that are pulled away from their home and sent thousands and thousands of years away. And their journey to come back to Earth as well as to become a family together. But if you dive deeper into Star Trek Voyager, uh, one of the most popular characters from that show is a a character named Seven of Nine. And she's a Borg, a former Borg, who like the big villains of Star Trek Voyager, or just Star Trek The Next Generation. And you see him a little bit in the premise of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, but then a lot in Star Trek Voyager. And they're the worst villain we have ever seen in Star Trek before. And this character, um, she was originally a human whose parents were lost to the Borg. And she became assimilated, became a part of this um, Borg collective, and then is brought back to Voyager. And the story of her rediscovering her humanity, rediscovering her history, rediscovering her culture, and trying to become one with this new family. I I think that story really captures a lot of this experience, and it's set against that backdrop, a Voyager trying to become a family and trying to find its way home as well. Um, I just rewatched the series last fall, and... um, just fell in love with it all over again. And, and these themes are definitely a big part of the show. Um, I'll pick one that was uh, also a sci-fi series. It's called The Expanse, which is uh, a newer series. There's a character in the third season who literally loses his daughter. In the process of trying to get her back, he is completely transformed. Like Kind of like how we were talking about before. It wasn't just the fact that he was separated and desperate, but the things that he had to go through, the things that he was willing to do to get her back. It was a big through line in the in the series and it was one of those stories where you saw both sides. Like you saw the, the, the little girl and you saw the father and you saw them like almost finding each other and not. It was, it was a big part of this season. Lara, what, what other ones do you have? I'm going to stick with my kid movies. Go for it. <laughs> This time I'm going away from Disney. I'm also thought about an American tale, 
Mm-hmm. Um, going old school. Old Fievel. school. Fievel yep. is the best, and that movie makes me cry. So Fievel and his family come to the U.S. from Russia? Because there are no cats in America. <laughs> and the streets are filled with cheese. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's the best. It's the best. I love that song, but I also think of the song uh, somewhere out there because when they get the the family comes to the U.S., they get separated and Fievel's on his own um, and the family is looking for him and he's looking for them and they assume he's never coming back and uh, the whole movie is like this heart-wrenching, like... We need to get back together. And spoiler, since the movie is forever old, <laughs> um, Fifle makes it home. And there's a sequel where they go to the Wild West. But that <laughs> that movie is definitely, it's one of the greats. And, and it pulls on your heartstrings. And there's all these themes of immigrants and families getting separated when they come to this country. I think the song that I mentioned earlier, it's like somewhere out there. I mean, the sister and Fievel are both singing this song because they believe that they will find each other again and that somebody is there for looking for him. And he, yeah, it's so sweet. I love it. Somewhere out there beneath the pale moonlight. Thank you for singing it so I don't have to. <laughs> thinking of me and loving me tonight. And now I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah, I'm not cheering up. You are. <laughs> no. I didn't watch that movie a hundred times and that just brought back tons of memories. No. Uh-huh. No, not at all. <laughs> it was one of the first movies I thought of when when I, I brought the, the topic up to you guys. This and A Land Before Time. But I had to re-look up uh, The Land Before Time because I wasn't sure on some of the events at the beginning. Hmm. But regardless, that's a story that's about dinosaurs who get, like these dinosaur children who get separated from the herd. And then mm-hmm. the whole movie is them like trying to get back to the herd. It's a uh, to find yeah. to find the valley. It's yeah, because that's stars. where the herd is. Yeah, I know. How are there like twenty movies of those? Anyway, Lauren, do you have another one? The first one's the only one worth watching. <laughs> Maybe this. <one. laughs> um, another example is um, I would say the first. Three Silent Hill games are all um, uh, about some form of uh, reunification. In the f- the first game, Harry Mason, the main character, is looking for his lost daughter. And um, in the third game, which is a, a sequel to the first one, um, is sort of the reversal where, where uh, Heather Mason is looking for her father. And then the second one is James Sunderland is looking for his uh, wife who died three years ago, um, but he got a letter from her. And so he has to go to Silent Hill to, f- to find out what's up. That's messed up. It is. It is. They're, they're horror games. They're, I, it's probably my favorite game series ever. But, um, you know, as I'm, as I'm thinking about these, I think there is a theme here um, in which the separation of child from parent is a shorthand for loss of innocence, whether that's, you know, the parents die or they're just out of the picture and unreachable. It's this sort of 
this loss of innocence in which you, you recognize, and maybe this is me coming from my death positive perspective, but the, the recognition that, that no one is safe, that eventually everyone will die and you will be separated, quote unquote, for reals, for long term, for unavoidable and irreversible that's that kind of separation and i think a lot of this um these stories particularly the ones for kids is sort of addressing that that fear maybe it's also easy to like it's it's such a a huge fear that parents have you know and children have too right yeah that separation yeah. it's Both like directions yeah it's like hmm, what can we do it's like terrifying or maybe <laughs> people people really uncomfortable with the movie oh i know this one's easy well and, and everyone can connect to it right it's yeah. like everybody yeah. everybody is eventually going you know you either die first or y- your parents will die and, and everybody has to kind of deal with that and and processing those really conflicted emotions and fear of loss and and you know, feeling like, you know, the loss of your innocence, your youth in which everything was perfect and whole and, and nothing could separate you from your parents uh, and, and realizing that that's sort of a false sense of security. Um, I think I think a lot of this media is a way to sort of process those feelings. Yeah, I mean, I think other other things that come into it, too, is that like the fear of a parent not being able to protect their child, mm-hmm. you know, like that's, that's your a job. base instinct. Yeah. 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 There's only one parent here. And like we're, we're, neither, the three of us who are talking about this aren't aren't <laughs> parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, are, are we accurate in, in what we're saying here, Ali? <laughs> I I think yeah. so. Can you relate? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I try not to think about it too much because then that's like yeah. uh, very uh, emotional. But um, oh, there's tons of movies that will that will bring it up for you. Yeah, I every know. Disney movie. You um, <laughs> you experience these movies completely differently once you're um, once you're a parent imagine. and you see yeah. them in different ways and different stuff is uh, hits too close to home and uh, you, you can't watch it anymore. Or you watch it; it's really tough. Um, it's been interesting. Like I, I don't know if I could watch Dumbo again. Oh my gosh! Just a live action version. Oh, yeah. I can't. don't oh, want no. it. Don't want it. Put that away. I don't even I want to see the trailer. The, trailer. I no, the live action the trailer. Dumbo is cuter than the cartoon Dumbo. Wait, is there a trailer <laughs> for it already? Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's I coming can't. out next year and it doesn't have scary pink elephants on parade in it. And it doesn't have subtle racism or not so subtle racism. <laughs> hey, that, yeah, subtle Maybe. is a strong word. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've launched a new website called the Geek Therapy Forum. Almost every piece of content on the Geek Therapy Network is now linked to a topic on the forum, replacing the comments on separate websites. It also includes all the features of a traditional message board, so we have topics ranging from pop culture and video games to psychology and mental health. Patreon members also get access to an exclusive area to discuss Patreon-exclusive content, all in one place. You'll find a link to this episode's topic on the GT Forum in the show notes, or you can go to forum.geektherapy.com to sign up and join the discussion. Again, visit the new GT Forum at forum.geektherapy.com. I've got another one. Um, Roots. Any any love for the original Roots saga? Do you have uh, like another sci-fi or fantasy story on your list? I only have Roots and Star Trek Voyager. When you started, you said you had so many. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, there's. Well, I was Dumbo was another one on my list, gotcha. um, and Dumbo's the one that was a big part of my childhood too. Uh, someone else mentioned on the Slack Finding Nemo. 
I think that's that's mm-hmm. a big one oh, here. Yeah. And yeah, Finding absolutely. Dory. And Finding Dory, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and that's what those movies are just, that's what they're about, yeah. That's that's the that's whole movie. they're yeah. about. That's the whole story. <laughs> I know, I yeah. know. <laughs> just like nothing else going on in those movies, yeah. It's in the title. <laughs> Um, but there's also different ways you can take it. So I don't know if anyone has seen Kramer versus Kramer. Um, it's uh, Dustin Hoffman and um, she's won every single acting award all the time. Uh, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren. Wait, really? Wait, is it really Meryl Streep? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Meryl yes. Streep. <laughs> <laughs> she has won all the acting <laughs> That was a joke, and it was totally right. Feels good. Um, there's moments in that movie too. The there's there's one scene that sticks out to me um, now as a parent that just uh, is really emotional. It's it's not so much about uh, finding family, but it is about um, the concern and love that you have for your child. That movie is so much about that. But there's a scene where um, their child just falls on this playground and is hurt and is injured and um the dad has to grab their child and just run through the streets of new york city to get them to the hospital and i don't know that movie that that scene just really gets me very emotional even before um before i was a parent um but it just shows how much you do care about your family and your loved ones and how mu- how far you're willing to go um, to help them when they're in need and when they're hurt. So I have I have an example that I think you'll okay. like, but it's sort okay. of it's sort of a different take on the reunification part. It's um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt when she meets back up with her mom after mm, being in yep. the bunker for a really long time, and uh, her her mom is played by Lisa Kudrow. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a really powerful scene and this sort of these two adult women reconnecting after being separated for 15 years and and the relationship has has obviously has changed, but neither one of them is really sure how and and watching them sort of interact with each other and try and understand where each other is coming from um, over this vast chasm of the separation that they experienced from each other and the impact that that had on the long term of their relationship and their own lives individually and how they, you know, even think about that kind of mother-daughter relationship is is really interesting. Not necessarily happy, but kind of fulfilling in its own way. Well, I don't know. I, th- I think it's like the worst possible scenario, in, right? Or like the worst fears of both the parent and the child in, in mm-hmm. a sense, because Kimmy was locked up in a bunker and like nobody knew where she was. We know that her mom looked for her for a long time, but at some point, like she just assumed she was dead or she'd never come back. Like they just like that ended, right? That part ended. Yeah. And the same thing for Kimmy is like, I mean, I'm, I imagine that Kimmy is thinking, like my mom is out there looking for me. I hope she doesn't stop looking for me. You know, like I hope she doesn't stop loving me. And I mean, it's not exactly that, but it's, I think it's like, wow, like that was so long ago. Now we're completely different people. It's, it's, it's a really, really, really sad story. Don't they literally go on an emotional roller coaster during the <laughs> they episode? They literally go on an emotional roller coaster. It's so yes. great. <laughs> 
I, I really like that they have a line about um, roller coasters are good because it's the only socially acceptable place to scream out your feelings. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so relatable. <laughs> because there are definitely times, especially lately, that uh, I definitely need a screaming pillow in which to scream into. <laughs> you know, I have a friend who worked for the Red Cross and he his job was to help reunify families. So... You know, before all this stuff that we're talking about here with um, people crossing the border, it was, you know, in other countries that were war-torn, where people were escaping genocides and families got separated. And so the Red Cross has people like my friend who just like did everything possible to try to find people, you know, using just small bits of information and just constant networking to try to find uh, members of, of families and you know he told me so many stories it's just I don't know how he did it for for so long he doesn't have that particular job anymore but that's something that I don't know like the closest thing I've ever dealt with to that is like my my parents getting divorced and me living away from one of them at one part or another you know I can't I could I can barely relate to some of the things that that some families have to go through in the world and and I don't know, I, I like that Kimmy Schmidt example because this is a messy process, you know? A lot of the stuff that's being talked about in the news is the effect that even short-term separation can have on people and on these families, on these kids, on these parents. And it is, it is I don't know, it's like incomprehensible, really, uh, for me. And I don't know, I think that in a lot of these stories, we see different versions of these things play out. And there's a reason why we, reasons why we see them Again and again, it's because it's like it's it's hard to watch. And then when there's a happy ending, that's a really happy ending. And those moments of, of separation are are just horrible. You know, that's that's one way to set up a movie. That's <laughs> like a pretty guaranteed, I think, to get uh, some emotional reactions. There's there's a few heavyweights we haven't brought out yet. Harry Potter is a big one here, and. Harry Potter speaks to dehumanization and a lot of the war and the conflict and the reason why uh, Harry becomes an orphan um, is because of how um, the Death Eaters, the, the villains here, how they see muggles and non, uh, non-mages, is that what it's called in America now? Uh, a nomage or whatever. Nomage. Nomage. That's what it nomage. is. Nomage. <laughs> nomage, which I totally don't like. Uh, Muggle is so much better. Um, but Harry Potter speaks to that. And, you know, one of those moments that really uh, stuck with me in the books as well as the movies is when Harry is sitting in front of that mirror that shows you what you most want to see. He uh, sees his parents and that longing he has for his family and how Dumbledore um, encourages him not to um, not to sort of waste away his life there, wishing for something that, that can't be. Uh, so Harry Potter's one that comes to mind. Stories like that where, where like you know that the parents are, are dead. I think there's definitely parallels, right? There's definitely um, feelings that are that overlap, right, for, from those experiences. When when Lauren was talking earlier about the third Silent Hill game, where like the man's wife died, but he got a letter from her. It's like, oh, wait a minute, like, maybe she is out there. You know, like that whole idea of I, th- I think it's so I can imagine that it's so different knowing that they're out there or knowing a possible that there's a possibility versus the the actual like separation that happens, you know, when when a family member dies. I think I think they're very different. 
Well, and and this is what happens in war, um, and, and this is what happens when there are um, when war displaces people or it impacts families is. Um, people are torn. They're in different places. You don't necessarily know. You don't necessarily have all the information, and uh, you have no clue. Um, in some cases, if someone you love is still alive or not. Yeah, some people hope for news, right? Even if it's bad news, it's it, at least there's some closure there. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which that makes me think of Saving Private Ryan. Um, there's there's a lot of examples that that dive into that. One of the ones I had on my list was ET. Which is a you know mm-hmm. ET phone home. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys do you guys remember a movie called Mac and Me? It was kind of around the same time, and it was pretty much the story of ET. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. The alien looks like a, like a weird. I don't know. It's like really big eyes. Anyway, I, I looked it up recently to just make sure that I was remembering the plot correctly. Guess what? I found another zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 Yeah, watch E.T., do not watch Mac and Me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, was anyone thinking of Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2? Um, so uh, someone in the in the Discord mentioned, I, I brought up the, the topic, and someone just mentioned Guardians someone, of the Galaxy. Yeah. Someone on Facebook mentioned it, too. Yeah. 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 I mean, yep, particularly definitely. with Star-Lord, but all of the uh, characters who make up the Guardians really are looking for family and have in some way Gamora is another example of someone who lost their family as well and we see more of that in Infinity War but I think the Guardians speak to these ideas of family and displacement and and looking and longing for for that connection yeah yeah definitely are there any other big ones that any of you want to mention once upon a time Mm mm-hmm it's uh, definitely got that theme both with Henry, the the child who finds his birth mom, Emma, and that's what starts the whole thing, um, and it was what the whole series is about. Um, but also with Emma, there's a lot of, she was a foster kid, and so dealing with, um, there are episodes that specifically deal with her trying to find her family or wishing that she could find a family. And I mean, the whole show is about the reunification of the two of them and how that plays into their lives. And then um, they separate them again. And then they uh, yeah, find them yeah. again. Oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, once. So many, so <laughs> many reunifications on that show. They love that theme. They love that theme. And the worst part is that they, they separate them, but they're all f- there. Like, we know that they know each other, but they don't know that they're... The, mm-hmm. Oh, the that's that my that's for? my most hated oh. <laughs> plot, and I hate it because miscommunication and like and that's uh, six seasons of the show. That's that's the show. That's what Once Upon yep. a Time is. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, there's there's so many like uh, Balefire and Rumpelstiltskin and yeah, no. all the, it's Peter Pan everywhere. And the whole children, thing, children yeah. and their parents and the reunification and ripping them apart. That's what it's all about. <laughs> that's a, with that's a good I didn't point. watch the last season. But the watch of that season, because what they did was they just reset everything back to season yep. one and changed yep. the characters. It's the worst. So I don't know. Oh, so I don't know if there it. was an I don't know if there's an ultimate like happy ending, but there was a happy ending at the end before they redid all of it. So I'll just leave oh, it there. Happy so ending. Good. <laughs> Any other big ones? Uh, I was going to make a argument here for Back to the Future um, in a very timey-wimey kind of way. <laughs> it's about getting back. I'll allow it. I think, I'll I allow think it. that counts. 
<laughs> I always try to work in a little Back to the Future whenever I can. Star Wars. Star Wars in a lot of ways. Yep. Like you could look at um, each of this, each of the trilogies in some ways about that. Um, mm -hmm. Even going as recently as um, the sequel trilogy in Ray. Mm -hmm. Definitely. <sighs> yeah. Sort of. Kind of. I guess. <laughs> no, she's looking for her parents. Kind but she of. She knows. She knows her parents are dead. That's. I guess he says. Yeah. But you don't. You don't know that. We know. We know that. That's it. The story. No. Known. Story no. is not complete. It's but the um Rogue One is a lot about that. Um, Rogue One got, definitely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You've got Luke and Leia finding each other, figuring out like, who their evil dad they don't is. No. But like they don't know that they're out there. You know. Like, well, she knows that they're out there. Possibly, who knows? Leia, she she knows she's adopted from the beginning, and yeah, and but she Luke doesn't know she has a twin brother. No, yeah, I mean, you know. I was trying to think if there are. I know, I know there are, but other sibling stories where it's not parents and children, but siblings trying to find each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of some. I know they exist. I'm blanking though. I believe He Man and Shira are somehow separated. Uh, as as children, which by the way, Shira is getting uh, her own cartoon series on Netflix. That's a big deal. It's Noel it, Stevenson. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's Noel Stevenson. Noel Stevenson deal. is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the big Ooh. brother or sister. The Parent yeah. Trap, guys. The Parent Trap. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of. No, but they sort also of. didn't know that they were out there. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. yeah. Was surprise. <laughs> uh, one of my favorites is Lost. Uh, despite all the problems with the show, the show is there so are no problems with Lost. You are absolutely wrong. Uh, um, <laughs> someone needs to revisit the last season. Uh, the show is so much about family, and it it does a lot of those things that Star Trek Voyager does, where it's it's about the relationships that all of these characters had previously to this. I was about to say previously on Lost. No, uh, previous <laughs> to being on the island, as well as forming new relationships and new family now that they're all stuck here on the island. Um, one of my favorite episodes there is, is The Constant, um, and it's so much about all of those themes, and uh, it's a great sci-fi love story across time episode, and uh, I, love episode. I love that the show. I love that show so much. I, lo I love it. I love that show. I listen to the score, the Michael Giacchino score all the time. Lost is awesome. I love it. There are no problems with Lost. And so uh, I will I will uh, start wrapping things up uh, by talking a little bit about Superman, which is a story where he like he is. What is this Superman you speak of? Uh, let me explain. Uh, Superman is sent from his dying planet to to be saved by his parents, but he's all alone. He's the only one. He's the last of his kind. But uh, even though as as much as that is a core part of his story. The fact that he is the last Kryptonian Supergirl is his cousin and she shows up later and it is like such a big deal because suddenly he's not alone anymore. You know, mm -hmm. he has someone else. And later on, uh, the the city of Kandor is is discovered to actually be still around. 
And so there is an entire city of Kryptonians and Superman has felt his entire life that he was alone. And then finally he's able to meet with his people and in different versions of different comic books, even I think that in one of the movies, they kind of touch on this, but it's like, oh, my family's here. I'm out. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm going. He just leaves the earth. He's like the earth's protector. He leaves. It's that important to him, you know, to actually know that, that his people are out there and he doesn't know if any other members of his family are alive. But it's such a, a an important thing that you see in this character, right? It, like it defined him that he was alone, but when he wasn't alone, what it meant for him and and what he went through to to try to to connect with these people. And in a in a in a broader conversation about the reasons why, especially now in the United States, why families are, are being separated or were being separated, but still many still are be, are separated. It's the reasons why people go from one place to another. And like in Superman's story, it was like, you're going to die if you stay here. So we're going to send you away. Right, right. And mm-hmm. and Superman becomes who he becomes because he ended up in Kansas with the Kents. And there is a story, an Elseworld story, where uh, he lands in Russia and it's called um, Red Sun. And like his values are completely different and he's raised by completely different people. So he basically becomes a villain in this in this version of the story just because of where he ended up right just because of who raised him and and what the values were of the place where he went and i don't know i've been thinking a lot about those stories um also the the next season of supergirl is apparently going to adapt red sun wow yeah i didn't know that one yeah so apparently somehow supergirl herself will be there'll be like a an alternate version where she ends up in russia and I don't know how, you know, we're going to see a different version of the Kara that we see. Well, we already saw so a, a different version in uh, like Crisis. Three of them. Yeah. In the TV show? Yeah. Oh, because of Rain? You mean like the... Well, and the Crisis on Earth X and... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're she right. she was Nazi Kara. <laughs> You're right. I forgot about Nazi Kara. And even the Supergirl show has a lot of, uh, of examples like uh, Martian Manhunter having to leave Mars because of the war with the white Martians and trying to find, well, he thought everyone was dead and then finding out um, that. Yeah. Yeah. When he meets her. Yeah. 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 And then later on. And then later on. Yeah. 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 I don't want to spoil things for people that aren't caught up on the last season, but we just kind of spoiled it. (laughs) I also spoiled what the next season is about. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. I'm not even done with this season. <laughs> neither, neither am I. I just, I just, I just read the news. Uh, it was relevant to this conversation. Anyway, so I think, I think we touched on a lot of uh, good examples. I got two more. Rapid fire. I just thought of them. Okay. Season one, Stranger Things. Boom. Uh huh. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every season of Game of Thrones with the Starks, and specifically Arya. Boom. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. Sort mm-hmm. of. That one. That one's more of a stretch. She but. she reunifies with her sibling. Yeah. She we were talking does, about sibling but stories. That's not really her motivation for a really long time. She basically no. gives up yeah. on everybody yeah. else <laughs> pretty early on. Which, like, well, that's not happening. <laughs> Good point. Which can happen. I mean, she she thought she was alone. She thought that was it. She's the the only one left. And then you see her journey. Yep. That is a good sibling example, though. Boom, Lauren. (laughs) Good job. job. It's it's okay. It's okay. 
It's okay. You know, I, something that comes to mind is we're talking um, particularly a lot about these um, children's media. I, I, I think a, a lot of it is trying to build empathy, like teaching empathy to kids and this idea of like everybody is somebody's Simba, mm-hmm. is somebody's little foot is somebody's that kid from the stranger things or stranger things is like you know we all have family members and we all have people who care about us and who would be upset if we went missing and people are really good at you know applying that empathy to cutesy cartoon characters that have unexplainable eyebrows but a much (laughs) harder time applying that to real living children which is the point of this episode <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yes i yeah. i think you know maybe maybe that that's you know that's what we're talking about on geek therapy here is like <laughs> we're, all of these pieces of media is just trying to make people a little bit better and care about each other a little bit more in a more general sense right i try to help people understand things that are happening in their lives through stories that they already know yes I also think that a lot of people find it easier to express what they're thinking and feeling through a story that they know than even using words about what they're feeling. It's like, my story is a lot like, I feel like Simba. I feel like Stitch in this movie. I feel like Mac from Mac and Me. (laughs) You feel like 0% Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like no critic (laughs) likes my movie. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and it's true. And that was kind of the point, right, to, to bring up all these stories that maybe someone who, who like, saw these things was like, Psh, yeah, man, you know, like, it's the law. Like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sad. It's okay. They deserve it or whatever. It's like, really? Like, did you, did you, did you watch Bambi? Like, did you, like, <laughs> like, like did you cry? <laughs> like, like, do you care about, you know? Have you ever that? read Are You My Mother? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like even even the 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 Game of Thrones example, it's like it's it's heart wrenching for us, not necessarily for the characters, because we know that they're all out there and we know that they're like really close by, you know, oh, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and they have no idea. So for us, it's super hard. Um, if they were aware uh, throughout, um, you know, before season five, they they too would have been uh, on the edge of their seat like we were. Yeah. It reminds me of the quote from Roger Ebert. Um, This is one of my favorite quotes about media. And uh, I'm just going to read it um, in in full because I think it really ties into what we're talking about here. So Roger Ebert said, we are all born with a certain package. We are who we are, we, uh, where we are born, who we are born as, and how we are raised. We're kind of stuck inside that person. And the, pers- the purpose of civilization and growth is to be able to reach out and empathize a little bit with other people. And for me, the movies are like a machine that generates empathy. It lets you understand a little bit more about different hopes, aspirations, dreams, and fears. It helps us to identify with the people who are sharing this journey with us. I love that quote. Yep, me too. It's my favorite Ebert quote as well. So in the past couple of weeks, I've forgotten to, I always say, did I forget to plug something? I keep forgetting to plug the QQ. Obviously, because uh, Ali wasn't here last week, he wouldn't have let that slide. <laughs> he would have reminded me. <laughs> but yeah, if you have any questions, uh, absolutely uh, send them to the question queue and we'll read them in a future episode because uh, we're running out of time. Let's do a quick Geek Therapy segment. Geek Therapy is 
the segment where we talk about something that was therapeutic in the most general sense. It either helped us get through a tough moment of the week or just made us feel real good. So earlier, I went to go see Ant-Man and the Wasp on opening night, and my week has been really stressful. My sleep schedule's been off, and I'm all, my routine's out of, out of whack right now. So it was really great to just go to a movie and laugh a whole lot. Because it's Ant-Man, so it's ridiculous. Um, I mean, you've, if you've seen the trailers, you've seen, like, giant Pez containers flying through San Francisco. Um, it is it is great. And even though it touches on these serious things we were just talking about, does it in a really playful way. And, oh, man, the after credit scenes. What? Stop That's it. All Stop say. it. That's Stop all I'm going to say. Stop it. <laughs> Ali. Yeah, well, this is a big week for um, Steven Universe fans. Um, there's five new episodes that dropped. I haven't this watched week. them. Don't say any spoilers. I wouldn't spoil <laughs> anything. Who am I? This way? Like, I don't spoil stuff on the show. I would never do such a um, thing. Shut up. <laughs> um, so I've, I've only seen three of the five, and I just watched them uh, right before we were recording this episode. So I've got two more to go through. But what I'll say is. Um, there's a, a two-parter, which is um, so much about relationships, and it was lovely, it was emotional, it was sad, there's a new song in it. Um, it had all the things that make me love Steven Universe, and uh, I just love having new Steven Universe, and it's awesome when there's a bunch of them, and uh, who knows how they figure out when to air these things, but I'm just glad they aired some this week. That, so I told that was, you, yeah. I told you. I, told I you know, it's pretty was. frustrating to be a fan of Steven Universe. For three weeks, you get a new episode every week, and then boom, five in one week. Yeah, uh, it's it's so it's so weird. Um, I'm but. so excited for Steven Universe uh, Comic-Con exclusives in a couple weeks. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll get Ollie that plush uh, cookie cat. Cookie Yay. cat? <laughs> What's cookie cat? only the most central and boring character the dire steven universe cookie cat is pink diamond confirmed (laughs) (laughs) they should call it cookie cat not steven universe um i mean steven universe has definitely been some geek therapy for me this week i haven't watched all five of them yet but um i love steven so much so much um, but also, uh, <laughs> I've been watching The Expanse, though, um, thanks, Hostway, I have not started season three yet. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I didn't really spoil anything. Just gave you something to look forward to. Vaguely <laughs> spoil. No, uh, I don't care. Um, yeah, I'm partway through season two. It's, uh, I'm enjoying it a lot. It's like, uh, basically, it's Mass Effect. It is Mass Effect. And I it love is, that. It is 100% Mass the, Effect. The only problem is there's not quite enough... Uh, queer yeah, queer yeah, smooching yeah. there's some good smooching but i need i need more queer smooching and i need more like you know alien smooching where it's like you're not really sure if you can call that a mouth or lips but by god they are smooching and i would, love that would that kind of make it queer smooching too i don't know yeah sort of <laughs> I, Lauren, I count that. you're spoiled by sensei like i, I don't I think your yeah. your whole scale for all of this is all off now. So <laughs> <laughs> it does have all the queer smooching ever. Yeah, yeah. and a nineteen person orgy, if I counted correctly. Nineteen, I counted more. Yeah. You counted more. I counted eighteen. Eighteen, yeah. 18. Uh, Bug was in there. Oh, okay. okay. Even Bug was in there, <laughs> which is crazy. He was the nineteenth one. Okay. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. No, The Expanse. Oof. Yeah. Did you meet Bobby yet? You met Bobby? Bobby? The Marine? Um, the Marine from Mars? Maybe. Okay. Yes. Maybe? Mm-hmm. Okay. There were, there's like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do any spoilers, but there's like on episode four or five, there's like a big culmination from like the first season and, and the beginning of the second season and it just sort of wrapped up. Mm, okay. And okay, so okay, now gotcha, it's, now gotcha. it's sort of starting a new, a new thing. Gotcha. Yeah. I think now I you'll am. meet, now you'll meet Bobby. Just, um, it's just that like, it's the look of the Mars Marines is just very much like. It, it looks more Mass Effect than anything else in the show so far. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I definitely, I love the the costume and set designs are really cool. It's, there's there's some really neat details that I like to pick out from people's outfits and, um, you know, they incredible. have like ta- tattoos and and hairstyles and, and dialects, dialects and they yeah. they all say something about these you know made up places. I mean, yeah. they're not really made up, but, you know, culture's made up. Um, but it's, it's really cool. They put it, clearly the showrunners put a lot of love and detail into it. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. And, and one thing that I love about it, it's like 200 years into the future, but it's a future that feels real. Like mm-hmm. as much as I enjoy Star Trek, it, it doesn't feel like I'll ever see that future. But the one in the expanse feels like, oh yeah, like definitely. That's definitely what two hundred <laughs> years from now will look like. <laughs> it's it's close enough to be believable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What what was your key therapy? It was the Stephen Bomb and uh, the finale for the Expanse. Actually, were like the two biggest things <laughs> for me. Um, the last season of, of the Expanse uh, that's out now. It was saved by Amazon. That's Ooh. my geek therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon saved uh, my favorite se- my favorite series right now. Yeah, that, I, I think that's good enough geek therapy for me for one week. Uh, so thank you for uh, sharing your geek therapies. Listeners, please share your geek therapies with us uh, on the forum. Uh, also comment on this forum. There were um, uh, people responded on Twitter and Facebook and in the Discord about uh, their own stories. And um, I'll put some of those uh, in the in the discussion on the forum of this episode. Also on the forum, we finally have all of the shows that we have up until now and all of the blogs are all connected to the GT forum. So the the two stragglers were uh, Jedi Council and Rolling for Change, but now they are there, they're connected. So we can talk about uh, all sorts of content from, from those guys as well over at the GT forum. If you haven't registered yet, uh, go to forum.geektherapy.com uh, it is fantastic, and also um, the our, our Discord has been uh, a wonderful, wonderful place. It's been off the charts. I had to turn off my notifications because to. there were yeah. so many people talking you all the time. To. It's amazing. Yeah, there's there are too many channels right now. I think it's great. I just discovered that we can do custom emojis. There has been a request for multiple people that we make chibi versions of all of us to include oh as custom emojis. I know. Whoa. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, we can have 50 custom emojis. I am, uh, this, this opens up so many possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely check out the, the discord at, uh, geektherapy.com slash discord, or you can, uh, find, uh, everybody else on the geek therapy network and all the other stuff that we do at geektherapy.com at, on Twitter. Uh, geek therapy is at geek therapy. I am at Josue Cardona. Ali is at Alima too. Lauren is at chicken dinosaur. And Lara is at Geek Therapist. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week. Bye. 
You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and all of our podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider becoming a member of Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy.